Get the kick right out of your radio. This is Radio Contact. Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parks, and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining the show this week, as ever, we are Paul White. Sound right, Paul? Hey, Rob, you okay, mate? How's your week been, mate? Yeah, very good, thank you. Very good. I've been enjoying, enjoying the sunshine that cheered me up after uh, our defeat at Wigan on Friday. So, really looking forward to this Challenge Cup game and hopefully progressing through to the uh, quarterfinals on Friday. Yeah, I've had a tough, had a tough night, me uh, tidying me, me rabbits, rabbits uh, hutch, all the rubbish after. Dig out of there. It's been a tough night, but now I'm just ready to do a podcast with you. That's what it's all about, mate. It's an hard life, isn't it? <laughs> also joins on the show, we've got Richard Laura. Richard? All right, guys. Yeah, not bad. You having a good week, mate? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Not been 100%, but uh, back up now and hopefully ready to uh, have a good podcast tonight and then uh, see what see what Friday brings. Hopefully a good win. Cool. What have we got on the show this week, pal? Yeah, we've got a review of the match against Wigan on uh, on Friday night. We've also got the news. We've got Ian Watson in Coach's Corner, we've got the Amateur Report and we'll have a preview of the Challenge Cup match between Salford and Lee on Friday night. Cool, so what we'll do, we'll start with that defeat against Wigan on Friday. You're listening to Devil in the Detail and this is your Big Match Review. Devils travel to Wigan and we're defeated 30 points to nil. Paul, bit of a sort of a squad, we've sort of knocked together a lot of injuries, but going to Wigan's always a tough place to go. Yeah, it certainly is a tough place to go, Rob, especially with their side and the, the side that we had to put out on, on Friday night. Um, yeah, a lot of players missing. I think we spoke about it yesterday, didn't we, on the on the radio, on Zone. We were saying the spine of our team was missing, really, with Nia Levels out, Robert Louis out, the standoff, Mark Flanagan out, you lose forward. And I know Chris Browning's been a long-term injury, but you're Rooker as well. That's the, the spine of your team. And when you've got important players like that missing, add to that list of um, you know, Josh Jones as well is a pivotal player for us. Lee Mossop, you know, the guys out of the pack there, the, the, the guys that do the hard yards. You know, we were always going to struggle in that game. And for large parts, I thought we defended really well. I mean, we kept Wigan out until the 22nd minute when Oliver Gildart scored. Then they scored those three tries in sort of six minutes in that first half. And that inevitably took the game away from us, really. Yeah, I think games like this, Rick, you know, shows you know how good the squad is when you've got people coming in like Olfert's coming in at fullback and kind of an unnatural position for him. Jake Shorrock's coming in, in in the halfback role. You know, these players haven't played every week, but they've come in and put a show on. Yeah, yeah, they have to step up, don't they? And um, I was just thinking then what Paul was saying. You've got to look at who we had last season and the settled um, like the, the central spine, like he was saying. You had Louis Dobson, Evels, O'Brien, of course, uh, in fullback as well, and then. Um, and Brining and 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 uh, Hooker, so you, you had a lot of settled people. Flanagan at loose, and you, you compare that with what we had out against Wigan and Saints the last two weeks. You had Olferts at fullback, and then Little John Shorrocks or and Wood, uh, although Wood's playing very well. You know, it's it, it's it's chopped and changed a lot, hasn't it, over the last um, five or six weeks? And Little John's come in. I think he, he performed well in, in one or two games earlier the season, but. Um, he's been asked to step up unfortunately I think with all the changes around him he's just not been able to settle in and that's understandable so to put a, you know, a defensive performance in at least uh, like that you can kind of understand the attacking's not all there because we've not been able to settle the, the side down to, to look for those uh, exploit those gaps and, and, and take advantage of our settled side that we've got we just haven't got anything so I think there's that point there's also maybe a um, I don't think he'd ever admit it, but maybe he's, he's resting a few just to make sure they're you know they're 100% fit for uh, for the so-called easier games. You know we, we can go on a bit of a run if you look forward to these these next few games. We've got some winnable winnable ties coming up, haven't we? So you think you know hope, hopefully we'll, we'll be able to win a few, bounce back from these. We had a bit of a cushion on the bottom four, 
Um, so we, we've still got that gap. We've got a three-point gap still. Um, so we should start looking up again now, hopefully over the last few we- uh, over the next few weeks. Um, so that's that's it. It's, it is it is a bit doom and gloom when you lose two on the spin as, as heavy as we have done. But um, we've got to look forward now, especially it's it's cup tie. It's uh, it's, it's Lee. It's a, it's a winnable game. So uh, it's a shame about the Wigan match, but I think we just got to put it behind us to be honest. Yeah, obviously two defeats on the spin pile, but there is positives. Gavin Benyon and Levy and Zongu coming in. Um, we've, we've watched him at Swinton a couple of times and, you know, coming in and, and putting on a good performance uh, and hopefully more to come. Yeah, definitely. You know, Levy and, and Gavin had to make their debut in that game and quite a daunting task to, to make your debut away from home against Wigan. Just going back to what Rick said there, if you you look at the, um, the amount of quality we did have in that side last season, and Ian Watson's had a lot of quality and a lot of, uh, how can I put it, like match-winning players and game-breaking players taken away from him. And we've said it before, countless times the season, the Dobson's gone, Silla's gone, O'Brien's gone, plus the injury to Robert Louis and, and other members of the squad. He's had a lot of tools taken away from him, really, and he's not got a lot to work with. And when you compare that to the, the quality and class that Wigan have got, that St. Helens have got, He's struggling really, and he's going to be hard to, to compete with them, and especially when you look at the amount of ball that we're going to add. In that second half, I think it was 28 sets they had, and we had 11. So you're doing an awful lot of tackling there. You've only got to look at the amount of dropouts. I think they had eight dropouts, Wigan, to, to zero. So there's an awful lot of tackling, a lot of goal line defence. And all right, we can see the six tries. But as I said before, the three tries in the first half came in a seven minute spell, and the three tries in the second half come in, I think, a 10 or 12 minute spell. So other than that, for large parts of the game, the defensive structures of the side were good. Obviously, people will point to the nil again. We've been nil twice this season now, which is very disappointing. But as Rick said before, it's you're going to struggle without Louis as our go-to man, really. And I think once we lose Louis or he's out injured, everything seems to go through him. So when he's not there, we're struggling really for attacking flair and we don't look like we're capable of putting points on people. So that would be a concern for me if I was in Watson. Yeah, I suppose being Robert Louis being the main man, Rick, when he, like Paul said, when he's absence, it, it, for me, it, you, then you've got to hope that someone else steps up to the plate and, and fills that fills that void. Yeah, and, and like I said, I think uh, when when Rob Louie got injured against Wakefield, I think that forced Little John onto the front foot, and he, he played really well uh, for that match. And but like I said, it's 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 now you know unsettled spine, and and people are changing, and, and you know Wood Wood was in for a couple of weeks, then he was injured, and Evels was full back, and now he's injured. He's, he went out because of concussion, and um, you can't just rely on on one guy, Rob Louie, and and then giving it to Little John. You can't just rely on him either. So it, it's a lot of things have, have combined. I think it's unfortunate that these two games happened when they did, but even you know I'm I'm going to sound real pessimistic. Even if we had that full side out. Would we have beaten Wigan and Saints? You know, those the two toughest games in the calendar, aren't they? So, uh, especially the way Saints are going, there's there's no guarantee we would have got anywhere near them. Um, anyway, with a full side, those lads that came in gave 100%. They did the best they could, and Ian Watson will be happy with that. And I don't think we I don't think we can complain too much. Performances, yeah, you could expect a bit better in going forward. But um, if they put in 100% in defence, then uh, and still go down, then then that's the way it is. But I think. Like I said, I think we need to look forward now for the next few matches because these are winnable. They're coming up and they're, they're winnable. So we need to put this game behind us and, and just say, look, next time it comes up, we can uh, we can you know, maybe fail a better team and, and have a bit of a go at them. But uh, until that happens, let's let's focus on the next game. Yeah, talking about Ian Watson, Paul, you spoke to him after the game and this is what you had to say. Hi Ian, thanks for joining me after that defeat. What did you make of that? The, the young lads that came in turned up and were counted tonight, weren't they? Yeah, I thought the start of the game was was a really good kind of um, benchmark for us and for the young lads, Gav Benyon, I thought started really well in that spell for the first 15 minutes. We defended our line really well, Daniel Murray was good and then just as the fatigue started to set in, they just started to bite in a little bit which kind of caused a problem. Wigan got the nose through a couple of times and um, eventually we made an error at that period and they came on the other end and they scored and that's kind of that patience and that resilience that the kind of the top teams have that they can stick in the man wrestles a little bit longer than what we can at the moment 
Um, but it's a great lesson for our young lads to kind of learn and hopefully that takes us to a different level of intensity. There was just a little spell in that first half, I think it was about a nine minute spell where they scored those three tries. Yep. Before that there was there was an arm wrestling, you must be yep. proud of the, the way the lads dug in. Well, listen, I thought they were really good for large parts there, like you say, the, kind of the new boys kind of coming in and the changes in the team at the moment, with, especially with the spine, if you look at Darrell who's playing at fullback and luckily we trained him at fullback <coughs> in the pre-season. Um, just to kind of give him a bit more of an education, I thought he's come in and done really well. To be fair, obviously little bits of like numbering up and stuff like that, but I thought for the full game, generally outstanding. Really, his talk was good. Um, Levy, Gav Benyon, Daniel Murray again, people like coming in. I've done a really good job and kind of put their hand up and said that we want to compete for a place in the team. Ryan Lannan as well. Yep. And uh, those those young guys, I mean, there's a lot of pressure on them, excuse me, to yep. be playing at a ground like Wigan and yep. a big crowd and that. And Daniel Murray didn't look out of yeah, place well, at all, he worked really hard. Yeah, this, is, this is where you find out what you're kind of about and this is what we speak about to our guys all the time about the resilience and kind of uh, the mentality mm. and, and playing at an intense level and come to Wigan and look forward to coming to Wigan to play because it's a great place to kind of come and challenge yourself as well and we want to be doing what they're doing which is being at the top end of the table and competing for trophies and that's where we want to build our club and the only way we'll do that is by getting our young lads to consistently play in these games and yeah you might learn a tough lesson at some point but them lessons are better for you going forward as a team and as individuals. And you're doing it really tough at the moment with injuries, big yeah. big key players missing. How's Robert Louis doing in his... Uh... Yeah, he's um, he, he was running yesterday. Um, you'll have probably seen him, like I said, on the field before the game. So I saw Josh to... Jones out there yeah, as well. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know, mate. We'll be having a chat <laughs> He's been told off about well. that. Yeah, he has. Uh, so we'll be pulling him in for that one for dead set. <laughs> yeah, look, they're keen to get out and they want to play the rugby players. Um, Robbie's got a couple of running sessions to do. If he gets through them, fingers crossed he'll be all right. At the moment, we're thinking it's a bit of a push and we don't want to kind of set ourselves up for a big fall by playing Robbie with his not fit. So if Robbie's not fit, we will not play it's Robbie. It's not worth the risk. Is no. it? How important is it at the moment? We mentioned before in the press comms about the size of the squad. You've got to manage this squad as well, haven't you? The top eights is key for us. The top eights is key for us. With us having such a small squad, the biggest thing for us is, yeah, we want a great, we want a good cut run again, and we want to kind of win uh, next week when we go and play against Liam. Put us in the next round, and we want that run as a club. But the biggest prize we've got to have our eyes on at the moment is making sure we make that top eight because we're a small squad, and we, we want to make sure we we put ourselves in there. Because if we put ourselves in there now on the back of the size of the squad we've had it's probably been kind of an outstanding kind of season for us really at the moment because we're facing a lot of adversity this year mm. and obviously a lot of the changes within the club and the playing side as well it just means we would we will have kind of consolidated and yeah and then once we get in the A's we can see where we can get from there really and, and have a hopefully compete better than what we did last year in it do you expect to have quite a few players back next week for that cup yep. game against Lee yep 100% yeah. how's Niall doing was he just his, yep. his head test was test, it mate, yeah. Um, yeah. especially he actually Passed his head test. Um, the specialist has recommended that he had the the weekend off that he didn't play. Like I say again, it's it's a bigger picture at the moment. We need to make sure we're 100% certain in players kind of going forward here, so that we're not putting ourselves up against a wall by playing somebody of the the potentially not fully fit younger Ben Nakumba. Why um, probably could have played today, to be fair, but he's played. He's, this is the most amount of games he's ever played as um, a first team player. And he realised that as well, and he was starting to feel it. So these last two weeks, will have hopefully freshened him up and fixed his calf up as well, which was a bit sore the week before. Um, young Josh Wood was in the same boat today. Yeah. He's had a few knocks, and he's played a lot of first-team games. So we needed to make sure that he was right. We've got to look after him. I can't just be blind. And I want to go into every game, and we say it when we're talking to the players, we want to go in every game and want to win every game. Mm -hmm. But at the same time as well, what I've got to be this year with the size of squad we've got to be is I've got to be a little bit smarter this year rather than just going gung-ho a little bit, which is probably something that I did last year and it kind of bit us a little bit at the back end of the season. So it's having a little bit more of a balanced and a hopefully a smarter view. You turn your attention to Lee next week now. Yeah. That that's potentially a bit of a banana skin tie. That and yeah. Lee stepping up in that uh, championship. I yeah, know you mentioned before to Trevor Hunter, Radio Manchester. You've been to see yeah. Lee, so you've been doing your your own work. Yeah. What who do you see as their key men? They've they've got some oh, yeah. they've got some good individuals, haven't they? Yeah, and they've yeah. got a lot of Super League the, experience. Matautia has come over from Newcastle. They were playing him in the centres at first, but he probably weren't getting his hands on the ball. Mickey Iams back as well, and he's older yeah, than you, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably just a little bit younger. <laughs> <than Mickey. laughs> um, but what's it? No, uh, Matautia 
year was now he's playing fullback, he's getting his hands on the ball and he's a dangerous kind of threat out there as well. So he'll be one we'll be looking to kind of deal with um, when we come up against them. And obviously they've got a good kind of mobile pack as well. And we've got players who've experienced kind of big games before. If you look at Baldine Thompson um, from the Warriors, you've got Jordan Thompson who's been at Hull in big games as well. Harrison Hansen's been at Wigan. So you know the rise for the game. It's making sure that we go there with the right attitude because I think the last three times we've actually gone to Lee, we've not gone with the right kind of mindset. Well, good luck next week in the Cup, uh, Ian. And uh, thanks for speaking to me tonight. Cheers, I'll see you next week, mate. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. Thanks a lot, mate. So, that was you, Paul, talking to Ian Watson after the game, and he had a lot to say about rotating his players and looking after him. Yeah, he did. He did, Rob. And, um, you know, Ian's told me plenty of times about this, the squad and they're actively looking for players. And obviously, he's not going to name names to me because that would be unprofessional. But they are. I think they've worked really hard to try and identify people. And obviously, other teams have, have got, you know, like look at Toronto. I think they stumped us for Matty Russell, didn't they? They've got, you know, flashing the cash. And it, it's a struggle for us at the moment. And I don't think they'll, uh, they'll deny that fact. But, yeah, the, the, the squad's small. So Ian's got a duty of care in a way to look after those players and, and make sure they're fully fit before he plays and there's a few players I think who were on the edge on Friday night who just just didn't quite make it you know we had Niall who failed his head test and he couldn't play anyway but like some flash and, and moss up as well just just not there so yeah he's doing it tough Ian and I think he was pleased with the, the guys that came in especially Levy and Gavin who made the debut I think they worked really hard and Ryan Lannan was in there as well Logan Tompkins for me played eight, I think he played 80 minutes Logan if I'm not mistaken and the, the Wigan players were patting him on the back when he came off near the end and it just showed you what a great shift he'd put in you know he got the respect of the crowd and I think most of the Wigan supporters in the stand where I was sat with it on the feet cheering him so he, he put a real good stint and I think Ian was pleased with that Yeah Rick it's all about rotating obviously he's got the Challenge Cup to think about he's got the, the Super League and the playoffs and the top 8 and the bottom 4 and he's got to make sure that he's got the strongest squad available for every game yeah, yeah. As uh, he mentioned last season, didn't he? At the towards the the end of it, uh, that he, he front loaded, um, put a lot of the emphasis on on making sure we were in that top eight, and as it happened, we were top four. So he needs to balance the pack this time and make sure that uh, that, that that if they are playing with niggles, that um, they're they're not at danger of of going down, and just just for the sake of a, a game that you know another squad player could have come in in their place. Um, certainly for the, the the Wigan and Saints games, I think maybe he did have one eye on the the the, the next few league games, and um, and and why not why not blood these the youngsters uh, the new signings in Levi and uh, and Gavin in in this game, and, and you know get them get them experienced and up to speed, and that'll stand them in good stead as well. So um, I don't think there's yeah I don't think there's any anything you, any criticism you can you can level it in. He's trying to. He's doing his best with the, the squad he's got, and and uh, as as you mentioned, the, maybe new signings are certainly harder to come by under this era now, right, as opposed to to Marwan's. So uh, he's he's got to juggle with what he's got, and and that's that's the way it is at the moment. You think he's learned from last season? Obviously, obviously, Paul. Uh, you know what they say: the last sort of six games we were on an empty. You think his selection, you know, process is is sort of geared to that that not happening again? I think he, he learned that, Rob, but time will tell, won't it, this season as this season goes. I don't think Ian Watson's in the strongest position this season because he's not got as much quality, I don't think, in the, in the side that he had last season. We've not replaced the guys that we've lost, have we? We've not got that leader there. With all due respect to Jack Littlejohn, I don't think he's he's quite the player Michael Dobson was. And he had that maverick Todd Carney there, which was a conundrum Carney, but he was a decent player as well on his day. So he had that. You had Ben Murdoch Basilla there, who was... He, he was scoring the tries last season and proving a, a blockbusting forward. You've lost that. You've lost Gareth O'Brien, who's a good pivot, good goal kicker, another player that can can win games for you and, and turn matches. So he's not got those tools at his exposure now. What also he's doing it tough, you know. And you know, like I said before, the squad's small, so he's got basically he's working with what he's got, um, and, and he's gonna it's gonna be hard. And if you get in that top eight, as we found out last season, you're playing intense games every week. You'll be going away to all. You'll be going away to Wigan, playing Saints, Cass. Warrington every week, week in, week out, and, and that's when you're going to get found out. And no, I'm not being negative here, but the way we're looking at the moment, I think it'd be tough for us to, to compete at that level week in, week out. But it is important that we get to that level, Rick, because obviously we, we, we want to build a culture, don't we? We want to build build on the success of, of last season, and we need to be, you know, competing in that eight again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and at the moment, 
that's where we are um, and, and we this is, like we said we keep saying there's, there's winnable games coming up so let's let's make sure we're, we're there um, well in well into that uh, those uh, those super eights come the end of the season and then and we can look forward a bit but uh, I, I just hope these next few games we start seeing the the guys coming back Rob Louie Nye Levels uh, Josh Wood Mark Flanagan you know make sure make sure they're health, fit and healthy and, and, uh, and we get that squad back together and um, Josh Jones as you were saying at the start Paul he's a big miss as well because um, he just carries everything he just does a lot of the hard yards and, and bounces off people and offloads and makes things happen so we're missing those players at the moment um, even against the best teams we're just not sparking are we so we need we need those people back and uh, and that will hopefully boost us and and, uh, and make sure we can we can see into that top eight and uh, and maybe even go further in the league, in the uh, in the Challenge Cup who knows yeah uh, look at the stats uh, from the game on uh, Friday, uh, Logan top tacklers Logan Tonkins with 51, uh, Daniel Murray with 36, Lamatazzi with 33, Cockjack with 30, uh, Ryan Lannan with 28, Paul, uh, Tyrone McCarthy with 36. You know the forwards do a lot, a lot of work on on Friday night. They did, they did a lot of tackling, Rob. Yeah, Sean Wayne was saying that he gives quite a lot of credit in the press conference and uh, oh, nice, nice fella on the on the quiet, Sean Wayne. Um, <laughs> yeah, they did, they worked really hard, and you know. Some people will say, oh yeah, 30 nil's a bit of an hand. And it was. It, you know, you got to credit Wigan. They played some good stuff. Um, but for, for large periods, we did defend well. We had a lot of work to do. And, and you couldn't like the effort of the players. I know effort's not everything. Effort won't win you a game alone. But, you know, that's all you expect. And um, I thought the effort was there for all to see on, on Friday night. And it was just that lack of quality, really. Yeah. The top meter, meter makers, uh, Daniel Murray with 77. Junior Sal with 60. Well, Chris Wellham with 102. Uh, Daryl Olfurts with 180, um, Ryan Lannan with 58, Cropjack with 58, Richard, not, I can say, not making big metres, but Wigan had a lot of ball, didn't they? They did, they, they dominated us, didn't they? Um, I think it was a mixture of their pressure on uh, in defence and, and a few mistakes from us, and, and they're just not the side to let go like that once they've got an advantage. So um, I think Olfurts did, did very well, even though he was, he was uh, effectively out of position money, so... Uh, in 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 fullback as he was, so um, there's these 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 guys coming in. They're still they're still performing 100, percent aren't they? They're, they're doing the best and uh, and and plenty of making making the meters. We just need to probably hold on to the ball and, and show a bit more composure when we're in attack. Yeah, uh, big thanks for your three word match reports and man the matches uh, for the game against Wigan. Uh, Chairman Bob uh, said invisible half backs and his man the match was Logan Tompkins. Uh, Paul Great Banks no leader at seven. Paul. I suppose we've talked about that, haven't we, previously? Yeah, yeah, he's um, he's a bit of an enigma, isn't he, Jack Little John? He's, I mean, I like him. I've got a lot of time for him. He seems a nice guy, and I think he, I think he works hard. And like Rick said before, he's he's not really been settled in the side, has he? He's not had a settled half-back partner. He's been moved to Walker and played with Josh Wood, played with Robert Lewis. So he's not been the... I don't think he's the same sort of player as Michael Dodson. He's not like that sort of general, is he? And, to me, he's, he seems hesitant sometimes to, to get involved and his passing's been a bit off, his kicking's been a bit off. And you know, in that Wakefield game, that second half, like we were saying before, he grabbed that game by just rough of the neck, didn't he? And he really did step up. Yeah. But I think yeah, now is the time when we need him to step up, really. And, you know, he's got a perfect opportunity now on Friday night against Lee, a side who are below us in, in, in playing the championship. Well, we've got some good players. You know, don't get me wrong, they're a decent side. And then you've got Catalan and Huddersfield. So there's, there's three games there where... He can really, you know, grasp his opportunity now, and I really hope he does. Yeah, what we don't want, though, Rick, is him trying to do everything and making, you know, doing everything all the time, and because that will build extra pressure. Because I think uh, the last home game he, he made like an exception, didn't he, and, and got dumped into touch when really he could have made a couple of yards and took the tackle, things like that. You know, he's thinking I'll, I'll go 80 meters here and, and try and make an impression when it, sometimes it's better just doing, just do what you can do rather than trying being hero. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Maybe, maybe he's uh, he's trying too hard there, isn't he? Mm. And that's the, that's the problem. He's yeah, he's he's overthinking and and trying to to do his best. Uh, whereas it's not it's not the tactical thing. It's not playing the percentages. It's not not doing the right thing. So, um, there's, but there's got to be a balanced structure. It, it's, it can't just be him on his own. Agreed. But um, if he's if he wants to be halfback, you've got to be creative. You've got to make those right decisions at the right time. And he's got to step up at the moment with Rob Louis being you know being out. So hopefully he can do it again. Lee and, and prove uh, prove uh, to Ian as well as us that uh, that he's you know he's there to stay and, and he's he deserves a place in the side. Who was your man of the match, Paul, for the game against Wigan? 
Uh, Logan Tompkins for me. And I thought Logan worked really hard. He tackled well. He grafted. He did a lot of minutes. I thought Chris Wellham did had a decent game as well in the first half. He uh, he punched a few holes in the in the Wigan defence and looked really dangerous and uh, and tried his, his his best all night. He's probably our most dangerous player, but. I'd have to go for Logan, really, just for his sheer guts and determination and, and the tackling that he did. What about you, Rick? Yeah, Logan for me. He's he's, uh, he's consistent, and he's a very good player, and uh, and uh, play, play showed he, he can play the full eighty if needed. And well, I think he played. Did he come off just a couple of minutes? Uh, come a couple of minutes before the end, but uh, yeah, he play, he played brilliantly. So uh, he's one of the match for me. Yeah, got one final word, three word match report as well. Kyle said and four decisions again. But his man of the match is Chris Wellen, like you said. Great performance by Chris Wellen in that in that, uh, in that game, that first half. And, uh, you know, lots of things to look forward to uh, in the weeks to come. Uh, so that's the uh, review of the Wigan game. And now what we're going to do is uh, look at all the news coming out of South Red Devils this week. Seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Live radio contact. So, here's all the news coming out of Volvo Devils this week. We'll start uh, with the league game on Friday. Free ticket for under-18s, uh, Paul. Um, obviously, you have to go and register at the club. Um, I think the tickets are available up to 8 o'clock on Thursday. Um, it's hopefully a big crowd will go down to support the boys. That's yeah, pretty cool for under-18s, isn't it? I mean, I bet there's quite a lot of under-18s who watch Solves and get a free ticket. That's uh, that's great. I know, I know it's on the telly on um on Friday night, I suppose we shouldn't tell people that really, we? but uh, but yeah, it's uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's a good good deal away fixture, isn't it? Always a good atmosphere there at least Sports Village. Not far to go either, so let's just hope we uh, we take a lot of people up on that. I know there's a is there a family ticket as well, Rob, for fifty quid. Yeah, two adults and three under eighteen for fifty pound. That's pretty good value, that Rick. Yeah, it's well worth it, isn't it, for uh, for a night out of uh, of rugby league. Hopefully, uh, plenty of people will get there. I can't go. It's my birthday on Saturday and I'm, I'm away. Oh. Unfortunately. Yeah. Happy birthday. So, uh, yeah. Thank you very much. Want to forget about it, it really. I'm, Is it a big I'm, birthday? Uh, nope. It's one past the big birthday. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I'm well past it now. I just want to forget about them. Just uh, curl up in a little ball and, and drink heavily. So, uh, yeah, hopefully I'll be, I'll, be able to, I'll be able to watch it on the, on the, on the box. But, uh, yeah, I won't be here. So, uh, but... There's, yeah, there's, there's plenty of uh, plenty of tickets. Hopefully, uh, they can uh, get sold. Yeah, um, obviously, cup game, Paul. Very exciting. People talk about the Challenge Cup. That's the one they want to want to want the one they want to win. Um, very exciting. Yeah, certainly, certainly. I was just listening to um, to Mike Labham on uh, on Talk Sport, the, the little podcast they do. Well, it's not a little podcast, but an hour and a half long with Gary Schofield, Bill Kaplan was on there. And forgive me, but I'm not sure who the guy is who presents it. But a very good show, really good show. And just listening to Mike talk about the uh, the magic of the Challenge Cup. We know Mike's Lee's chairman. I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll see him there on Friday night. But listening to him and his passion for the cup, it just makes you you realise what a special trophy it is. And you know. It, for clubs like Salford and Lee, who've not been to a final for a long time, you know, 1971, the last time Lee got there, 69, the last time we got there. So it, it, it's a long time ago now, and it's like a couple of generations ago. So, you know, these teams like Saints and Wigan, they, they've been spoiled. Leeds, Bradford, they were spoiled by Challenge Cup success, weren't they? And Warrington to a certain extent over the last sort of 20, 30 years. Whereas we haven't. So, I mean, the Wembley dream. Uh, Burns in my heart, and I, I'd love to see us get there. I know the top eight's important that we, we're consolidating that, but you can't you can't take your eyes off the Challenge Cup, can you? And I'm, I'm sure it'll be an exciting game. It's, it's a derby game as well against Lee. There's a lot of ex-Lee players who played at, at Salford and, and vice versa. So, uh, so yeah, it should be a really exciting night. I suppose, Rick, this part of the season, what what do you think is more important to Ian Watson, the Challenge Cup or the, the Super League? <laughs> uh, Oh yeah, it's hard to call that one, isn't it? I think if if he had a full squad available, he'd, he'd say, "Oh, we'll, we'll we'll go all out for the Challenge Cup." But because he's he's, he's running thin and, and we've lost the last couple of games and we're, we're eighth, then maybe just maybe he'll have he'll have half an eye on the next game. But I don't think he can afford to. I think 
Um, I think with it being Lee, it would be a high-profile loss, wouldn't it, if, if we do go down? Um, albeit they've won their last nine on the spin, haven't they? So um, they're, they're, they're doing really well, and obviously we're struggling a bit for form. So it's going to be a close game, I think. Even if we even if we fielded our top side, it's going to be a, uh, going to be a close one because uh, their you know their confidence is high. So uh, it looks like they fielded a, a, a high squad, a good squad as well. They'll want to win. They'll have something to prove. Um, especially after the million pound game last season going down, so they'll they'll want to prove they can they can beat uh, uh, Super League uh, opposition and and uh, and no better than us, I think. Uh, but hopefully we'll have enough enough quality to, to come up uh, on top and uh, maybe maybe little John will show us what he can do and and, uh, and put them back in their place. Yeah, don't forget get down get yourself down to the club and pick up your your free tickets if you're under eighteen or you have two adults and three under eighteen. Get one, uh, get a fifty pound. Uh, for that, which is good news. Uh, more information regarding tickets for hospitality for the Huddersfield games available, Paul. I think it's important, obviously, we've not had a home game. We won't have an home game for four weeks uh, before then. Uh, that Obviously, if you're able to, to buy your tickets on, you know, early, uh, it gives a bit more juice in the club's tank. Yeah, certainly, yeah. We've not played at home with one since the, the Wakefield game, whenever that was now, so that's a couple of weeks ago, isn't it? So, so yeah, it'll been a while. It'll be like a month or so before since we've played at home, so... And, and no disrespect to Huddersfield, but they, their away support is, is very loyal and very passionate, but they don't sort of travel in big numbers, but, you know, credit to the people who do follow them. So, and on a Friday night as well, you probably get more Huddersfield fans coming on a Sunday. So, for me, it's it's a tough one, but if we can market that game and, and perhaps, especially if we can beat Lee in this cup game and then, uh, you know, get a decent draw, that'll get the buzz going. And then you, you win your Magic Weekend game as well. It's all about getting on a roll now. Like you said there, what, what do you think is important, the league or the cup? I've never been one for picking and choosing games. I think you should go into every game and, and target every game if you mean to win, because winning's an habit, Rob. And if you lose another game against Lee, what's that going to do to the players' confidence? You know, losing to, you've lost had two heavy defeats, you lose again. You know, that Catalan game then becomes a must-win game. That's played on a neutral ground big stadium in front of loads of people that tie could go anywhere then you lose that one you start dropping out the top eight so I think you've got to attack every game as you mean to win you know, you've got, to, got squads now haven't we so uh, I think we need to go for both these games yeah it's certainly a testing time for the squad uh, talking about the other field game uh, there's different options £55 uh, for, uh, as, uh, from £55 sorry the hospitality package where you can get uh, a comedian and, and the man of the match awards and use the players there's also £99 for a, a three course uh, meal Rick it's good value that I think it is it's decent isn't it yeah make a bit of a day of it make a bit of an event I just just mentioned that 17 players turned up against Saints a few weeks ago before after Wakefield Paul but I don't know whether they they played but we were definitely there uh, <laughs> you were saying Wakefield was the last home game where it was it was Saints Oh, sorry, we say Ireland. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like I said, seventeen turned up. They might not have played, but we definitely yeah. turned up. Uh, yeah, sorry <laughs> about that, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's worth uh, definitely worth uh, having a look at that. And uh, I don't, I've never been to, a, never done a VIP myself, but uh, they sound they sound really good, and and uh, I think plenty of people should be snapping their hands off at that one. Yeah, if you're interested and want to get yourself uh, one of them packages, ring oh one six one seven eight six one five nine zero and and book your place on that. Uh, next bit of news, Supporters Trust uh, evening, uh, an evening in Josh Wood, questions and answers on the 21st of May and the Royal British Legion in Wharton, uh, Paul. Uh, sounds like going to be a great night, that. Yeah, certainly. We've not really had any get-togethers for a while now for the Supporters Trust. I think the last the last main one was the, the AGM, wasn't it? That was back in January, so we've not really had a get-together and, and seen everybody, and I think it'd be great for... You know, to hear what Josh Woods has to say. Josh is sponsored by the uh, Salvador LFC Supporters Trust, so it'd be great to see him there and you know, and the progress he, he's made this this season. So be a good night. It's nice to get people together. I know Ian Blees is going as well, I think, so you know, we'll might, might possibly be answering questions and I know people might have stuff to ask him within within reason. Don't be uh, you know, grilling him. But uh, I'm sure people will want to, to say things and it's nice to get everybody together and um you know, get us all there in the same room, and so I'm looking forward to that. Should be a good night. Yeah, I, I bet you a penny to a pound. The first question is to Ian Blees, where's Rob Lewis? When's Rob Lewis fit? That's, that's the only thing <laughs> everyone seems to tweet him on on Twitter. And tell tell me, uh, Ian, when when Lewis fit? Like like he knows, Rick. Well, I'm hoping he's going to be yeah. back for the 21st, Rob. That's the day after 
the uh, the Magic Weekend game. So with a bit of luck, he's played in the Magic Weekend. Then we've, we've won in Newcastle and we're all celebrating, drinking loads of brown ale at Walton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, a lot of focus on Paul Robin and a lot of pressure on his shoulders at the moment. And uh, I think I think Ian Watson's right to, to keep tight-lipped about it because you give you give a bit of an advantage to the opposition. I know I know yeah. teams do generally release out you know but if it's a bad injury yeah you can say he's out for 10 weeks or whatever but obviously if you want to keep him uh if you want to keep him back a, a couple of weeks and make sure he's fit you're not going to say he's he's uh he's there or thereabouts uh, you'll just announce him in the squad so he must he must be close because if he was if he was out for weeks i think they'd announce it but uh yeah there's a lot of pressure on his shoulders isn't there just going back to josh wood for a sec i think uh, i know it's early in the season isn't it really but uh he'd be one of my top three players uh he'd be on the list you know the shortlist for for player of the season, not just young player, but player of the season certainly so far. So uh, it'd be really interesting to get his viewpoint on what's going on in in Salford at the moment, and uh, hopefully there'll be lots of questions for him, and he'll be he'll be all right to be good to answer them. Yeah, I suppose Paul. You know we've seen him grow, haven't we, this season? Um, he talked to us early in the season about wanting to make an impression, and you know we've certainly done that. Yeah, he did. We spoke to him after the um, after the Warrington friendly game, and. He did, he sort of said it was do or die for him this season, he had to make an impression and he won't say he was worried but he was sort of nervous really about how his season was going to pan out and he needed to make an impression to, to stay at Salford and I certainly think he's done that, he's um, he's done really well this season, worked really hard, his game's come on a bundle and we were just thinking about awards to give him there, you know, perhaps player of the season, he could be in for that, young player but if there was a award for most improved player, certainly so mm. far, I think he, he'd be head and shoulders getting that one because uh, he has he's, he's come on leaps and bounds from last season. I mean, he did really well last year, so it's great to see you know a player that's come through. You, you know, he's a Wigan lad, but he's come through the, the Salford system and making great strides in the first team. Uh, I think there was a game last season, one there, and I think he was playing against Wigan, um, and he, he got he got shown up for his size. I think people just started running over the top of him, and I think they've tried to do it again this season, and they've been they've been put on the backside. It's brilliant to watch. That's that's the that's the most exciting thing about it for me. I think they're still trying to do it. I don't think the size of, uh, of you know the opposition have actually worked out that you don't run at Josh Wood because he's going to put you on your backside. He's, uh, he's only a small lad, but wallop. That's, yeah, that's one of the things he said to me, Rick, at the, at the start of the season. He said how he'd, he'd worked on that side of his game, you know, mm. walking up in the gym in the, in the close season. And I think yeah. you can tell, can't you? He's physically bigger and, and physically yeah. stronger. And, uh, you know, that, that's the main part of Super League. Now, if you're you're not quite big enough, sometimes you'll, you'll get good players will come through or teams from the Championship will come up with, with, with clever players. But some lads don't make it because of that physicality and they just get sort of bullied. Um, and that's one thing that Josh Wood's not letting happen this season. He's, uh, he's yeah. done really well. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, so don't forget, you can get down to the Royal British Legion in Wharton. Um, you can order, is it the same as the, the um, Seven Brothers Brewery, Paul, where you have to register for a ticket? Um, I think so, mate. I've not, I've, I don't know, to be honest with you. I should know that, shouldn't I? Uh, I'm not sure nobody's set out to me. I think there's, there's a few links on um, on the Facebook page, the Twitter page, you know, the Supporters Trust ones. I'm sure our listeners uh, are well aware of the Supporters Trust links. Just have a click on it because there is a link there for that event and... Uh, I'm sure if the ticket things are on there, then is it Eventbrite or something where you you download the email? Or I don't really know. I just turn up and never have an email or anything. But uh, yeah, if you can do, get yourself a ticket. But I'm sure the more the merrier, to be honest. Yeah, don't forget there's the other the other supporters us event an evening with Adrian Marley for Paul. You know, it's it's a good event that. Yeah, it certainly is. Yeah, um, Adrian Marley, you know, legend of rugby league. Really, I'm sure he can tell a lot of stories about his his time going over to to Sydney and living out there as a, as a young lad, really, and, and playing over there for so long and becoming a cult hero for Sydney City Roosters, really, and getting a really respected name over there in Australia. I'm sure he can tell some great stories. So uh, that should be a great event. Yeah, and finally, uh, we've got the Salford Red Devils Foundation. He's uh, putting on a uh, touch rugby um, sort of event with Warrington Wolves on the 26th of July uh, 2018 it's at the AJ Bell Stadium uh, between 4pm and 7pm um, that sounds like a good event uh, Rick it does is that is that all ages is uh, that just ages, adults or yeah yeah it's, uh, yeah it's looking like brilliant a, uh, you know you fancy a bit of that Rick you're a bit of a wizard when it comes to touch rugby 
<laughs> I, I tell you what, about 20 years ago I might have been. Not anymore. Yeah, I'll talk a good talk, but uh, no, I, I think uh, I think my boots are well and truly hung up. But no, no, that'll be good. Certainly get the little ones on board as well and, and make sure they're uh, they're part of it. And uh, hopefully it'll be a nice day as well. So July, won't it? There's every chance. Uh, make a nice day of it and uh, and get people through the gates of Salford. Yeah, um, to obviously get information about it, uh, email dawn.jones at azura a double s u r a dot co dot uk uh, entry cost is 300 pound a team which includes drinks and a bite to eat after the game um so that's good obviously you know make sure if you've got a, enough of you uh, between 10 and 12 players uh, get down there and, and have some fun so that's all the news coming out of Salford devils this week next up on the devil in the detail podcast we've got paul whiteside's amateur report to see what our local side did this week Right, well, here is this week's Devil in the Detail Amateur Report, and we shall start this week with the National Conference League. There's quite a lot of games to get through on Saturday, starting off with Division 2, West Bowling 32, Saddleworth Rangers 30, and in Division 3, Salford City Roosters went down at home 52-12 to Eastmoor Dragons. The tries came from Paul Morgan and Martin Judge. There was only 16 points in that match until the final stages when Eastmoor scored four late tries to give the game a bit of a lopsided edge at 52 points to 12. In the Oldham Derby, it was Waterhead Warriors 28, Oldham St Anne's 14. Saturday's fixtures on the 12th of May in the Premier Division it's Rochdale Mayfield against Normanton Knights Division 2 Saddleworth Rangers against Dewsbury Moor Maroons and in Division 3 Eastmoor Dragons play Oldham St Anne's and Salford City Roosters at home to Gateshead Storm Right, well, moving on to the North West Men's League on Saturday the 5th of May there were some top results for our local side starting off in the Premier Division Folly Lane battered Haysham Atoms by 54 points to 14 that was in the Premier Division Saturday 5th of May in Division 1 Latchford Albion 32 Rochdale Mayfield A24 Division 2 Oldham St Anne's A22 Manchester Rangers 46 Division 3 Langley the Reds come up with a superb victory away at Rochdale Cobras they won there by 78 points to 10 Wigan Bulldogs 18 West Horton Lions 36 Division 4 Blackpool Scorpions 42 Saddleworth Rangers A22 and in Division 5 Bolton Mets 22 New Spring Lions 26 the fixtures for this coming weekend there's one game on Friday night between Lee Minor Rangers A and Rochdale Mayfield A that's in Division 1 on Saturday the 12th of May in the Premier Division Thato Heath Crusaders A play Folly Lane Division 2 Berry Broncos against Leyland Warriors Charlie Panthers against Manchester Rangers Wigan St Cuthbert against Oldham St Anne's A. In Division 3, Burtonwood Bridge play Rochdale Cobras. West Horton Lions are at home to Crossfields A and Wigan Bulldogs play Langworthy Reds. Division 4, Garswood Stags are at home to Caddies Head Rhinos. Saddleworth Rangers A against Clockface Miners A. Division 5, Littleborough against New Spring Lions. Bolton Mets against Berry Broncos A and Higginshaw versus Wigan Springview A. There's just one match in the Merit League that is between Ashton Underline and Goldbourne Parkside. This Saturday, sorry, this Sunday, it was the LD, the LD Nutrition Stadium in Featherstone formerly Post Office Road of course it was the Barlet National Cup Final between Haydock and Westhull super match there Haydock 12 Westhull 31 so congratulations to Westhull to taking the Barlet National Cup Final there's no games in Student Rugby League this week but we'll move our attention now to the Challenge Cup and finally this week before we finish we'll chat about the Challenge Cup it is the Sixth round of the Challenge Cup this coming weekend. The fixtures are as follows. On Thursday night, Featherstone Rovers at home to Hull FC. That's the televised game at 19.35, 7.35. On Friday, the 11th of May, it is Huddersfield Giants against Wakefield Trinity. Salford are away to Lee Centurions. Don't forget to set off early to that game. It's not an 8 o'clock fixture. It's a 7.35 kickoff on Friday night there at the Lee Sports Village. Widnes are at home to Leeds Rhinos. That's an 8 o'clock kickoff. On Saturday, the 12th of May, Castleford Tigers are at home to St. Anne's. That's the televised game at half past two. Catalan Dragons are at home to Whitehaven. And on Sunday, Hulkingston Rovers play Wigan Warriors at three o'clock. And Toronto Wolfpack play Warrington at half past three. That game is at Helliwell Jones Stadium in Warrington. That game's been switched and that's a half three kickoff televised match so uh, that's all I've got for you this week don't forget half seven kickoff sorry 7.35 kickoff at uh, Lee Sports Village on Friday night I shall see you there Devils travel 
two Lee Centurions on Friday in the Challenge Cup. Rick, it's going to be a big, big game for both sides, that. It is, isn't it? I think uh, what we were saying before, it's a, it's a must-win for Salford, really. Otherwise, we could uh, we could be struggling uh, in confidence. So we've got to go there with a decent squad. It looks like he's he's, he's named a, a certainly one of the, the, a strong squad as he can, I think, um, to to go there, and, and hopefully that's that's a good enough side to uh, to match Lee and and uh, put performance in in front of the cameras and in front of the Salford faithful and, and start turning the season round a bit. Yeah, a lot of history between us and Lee, Paul. Big derby game, lots of. Heroic victories and um, disappointing defeats. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Yeah, they seem to have had the had the one on us over the last few years. I mean, if you go back to the the sort of early two thousand, that 03 season, the 05 season, I think we beat them three times. Two thousand and eight, we beat them. We beat them plenty of times in in those uh, the first decade of the of the new millennium, as they like to call. I don't know what they call that this, this decade. Is it the is it the noughties they call that decade and what's this yeah. now the ten the tens is it so yeah in that, in that decade we did alright against them but you know since they've moved to the Lee Sports Village I think we played four times there the friendly game um, in 2012 I think it was we, we lost in that game and the, the league game last season and the Challenge Cup game and the mid-lates game a few years ago so we've lost four there now so becoming a bit of a, of a bogey ground for us but if you look at their side as well Lee they've got quality real quality and had a real tough start to the season and you know, got rid of the coach um, Neil Dukes. Sorry, Neil Dukes. Yeah, they got rid of the coach Neil Dukes. I have to cut that bit. Yeah. And um, they, they've um, since then though. Kieran Patel's been there doing a good job. I think um, the old Saints players in there, Paul Anderson, and they, they've really switched things round, haven't they? And like we said before, they brought um, this guy in from Australia. This uh, Peter Mattel, his name is, and mm. they've got some quality in the side. Matty, Matty Dawson, decent player. Ben Crooks, Craig Hall, Reese Evans. You can you can read them off. Liam Hood's there as well from us. Harrison Anson used to play at Salford. Brian Bailey's signed there. Mickey Irons come out of retirement. Jordan Thompson who played at all. So they've got some quality Super League players in that side, and and, and you can tell that by the, the fixtures they, and the results they've come up recently. They, they had a good win down at London Broncos uh, last weekend. That's not an easy place to go. So they're on farm as you said before, Rick. I think there's, is it nine out of nine they've won now or eight, yep. eight out of eight. So it becomes an habit and. And they've got that at the moment of the home side as well. So they're going to be confident. They can, I was going to say cause an upset, but it probably won't be that much of an upset the way things are going at the moment. Yeah, I think important, obviously, without Robert Louis, Rick, that you know the players like um, Josh Wood and Little John and, and Jake Shorts, you know, step up and, you know, against, against Lee, it's not going to be an easy game, that, and they need to show a bit of magic to, to, to get the result. Yeah, hopefully uh, Ian's you know sat him down and, and 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 gone through gone through a lot more plans for for attacking now and, and make sure we can we can get points on the board because we know defensively they'll give hundred percent and we know we understand that that, that they're going to try everything. Goal line defence has been pretty solid, hasn't it? I know we played the two best teams in Super League last two weeks and 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 struggled, but for long periods of that time we've 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 put up a you know a good defence. So I think we'll we'll cope defensively. We've just got to make sure that we when we get opportunities we we we. We put them to to the sword really, and, and show that we're a Super League team, and and they're in still in the Championship. Otherwise, uh, it could be a long night for us, and and uh, let's hope we we don't see that. And we've we've got enough quality in there, haven't we? We just mentioned Josh Woods coming back. Hopefully, um, we'll we'll get straight line running. Lee Moss at Ben Nakambawi is, is back as well. Flanagan is for a bit of a you know a, a loose forward play, and and he's he's quite creative. We can get him on the ball a bit. So there's there's enough in there to 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 cause Lee a lot of problems, and hopefully we can break the. Is it is it a duck? Have we won there yet, Paul? You, you were saying we, we've lost all the time. We've lost all four matches. Yeah, we've yet to come up with a victory there. So uh, yeah, so let's break that duck. Victory. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me your score prediction, Rick. What do you reckon? Oh no. Not written it down. Um, I'll throw to Paul then. Paul, give us your prediction while Rick writes it down. Uh, Lee 18, Salford 22. 18-22. I'm going to go Lee 10, Salford 30. Oh no, sorry, can I change it? Oh. Yeah, go on then. It was 22, I've, I changed it, I wrote, hang on. I did it on the back of my league express. Oh. Uh, I did. Yeah, I went, twi- I went 22 18, but when I did my predictions on the little prediction page we have on the internet, me and a few mm. other lads, I changed it to 25 18. So I thought we'll drop a goal and win by seven. Yeah, 25 18. Sorry. You're, you're dropping that goal? 
Uh, well, I didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, you're going to drop the goal, Jack Little John. Oh, get in. Right, I'll go for Lee 10, Salford 22. 22 10. Go with me, Paul, with the Lee 10 thing. What are you going? I, I mean, I, I went Lee 10, Salford 30. That's what I right. Mm. More realistic if Rick's going 10 as well. Might be on the yeah, it's, it, point scoring away from home has been a been a bit of a struggle for us this season. Apart from the Huddersfield game, we've uh, we've we've struggled that much to, to to break teams down. I don't think Lee's got a great defence. They let thirty points in against against London on on Sunday, so I think we can score points against them. And like Rick said before, our goal line defence has been good, and they obviously they're not going to pose as many threats as uh, as Wigan and St Helens, but they've still got some quality players. And we're going to have to be switched on. I think Daniel Mortimer as well, the Australian, he's supposedly going to be back this week in their squad. So he could be another, add another dimension to their attack. And we know they've got a, they've got a decent pack as well. So uh, we have to be switched on if we're going to get a result. Yeah, it's going to be great. Obviously, Challenge Cup, Rick. You know, what a fantastic competition. Uh, under the, under the, the, uh, the floodlights of the, at the Lee uh, ground, it's going to be a, a great evening. Yeah, hopefully, and hopefully we can come away with a win at the, the Lee Sports Village. Um, and uh, it's a 7:35 kickoff, isn't it? They've, they've changed it, made it slightly earlier. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. there'll still be enough time to get there on the on the Friday night. Uh, I'm just looking at the results from from Lee, um, and there's there's only a few occasions where they've they've conceded, um, you know, basically shut shut people out by less than than ten. So there's there's always points on offer at Lee by the look of it. So that there's you know forty points to thirty they lost uh, they won last week. Uh they were eighteen in from Barrow Raiders, twenty points Sheffield Eagles, you know, so everybody's scoring against them. So it seems that uh, that they're they're there to be beaten and hopefully this will be the week. This will be the Friday we can we can do it and then we find ourselves in the quarter final. Handy little uh, home draw to, to somebody else and, and we could be in the semis again. So we're not far off are we? We can we can start to look forward and hopefully uh hopefully this will this will give us a good win and, and start our season from here. Yeah. So that's been a a great podcast. Really enjoyed this one, Paul. Yes, yeah, certainly have, mate. Certainly have. I'm really looking forward to uh, getting work out of the way tomorrow on Friday and getting down to the old Lee Sports Village and uh, cheering us on to hopefully a victory and, as Rick says, quarterfinals and you can start dreaming about Wembley and getting excited again. Yeah, thanks for coming on again, Rick. Another great show. Yeah, thanks. Very enjoyed. Thoroughly enjoyed it, guys. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been good. Can't wait to to Friday. Even though I'm not there, I'll, I'll hopefully I'll be able to watch it and uh, and cheer us us on to victory. Yeah, big thanks for tuning to this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I've been Rob Parkinson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITD SRD, and you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Radio Contact. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Contact.